Hey everybody, it's Jay here. Uh, I just wanted to jump in and let you all know about a new thing that we're doing. Um, it is the brand new Patreon for DevOtaku. Now, a link to it's going to be in the show notes below, and it really helps us a lot. If anyone can just give like a few dollars a month, a dollar a month, whatever. Um, by doing that, you help cover the costs of running a podcast. That's right; they're usually not free. Um, and we try to put a lot into it, but of course, this is designed to be an area, a community, a place where people can relax and not necessarily think about all the stresses in their day job. They can think about something fun for once. I was just telling a friend about how I, I shut down another podcast because it was becoming too busy and too too much stress. And I don't want to see that happen to Devataku. I love it. It gives me uh, time that I spend with my family. And I'm sure it also allow it allows the other panelists to enjoy the time that they have as well, just kind of relaxing and getting into some good anime. Uh, but again, it's it's on our Patreon. The link is in the description, or you can go to devataku.com, and there's a link on the homepage to support us. It goes to our Patreon, and if we reach our first goal, which will mean we are fully funded, um, we're going to do something special and open up a Facebook group for all the Devataku listeners out there. And I promise it will feature Jamie doing the stray dog strut. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. We're arguing over the numbers, but now nah, I'm going to do it too. Uh, but again, that's go to devataku.com and then click on the button that says Patreon. And there you will be able to support the Devataku podcast, the Devataku community. And uh, yeah, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Dev Otaku Podcast, the show where three developers don't talk about code. Instead, they talk about the anime that they are running through, breaking down episode by episode, and that anime is none other than the great Cowboy Bebop. I'm Jay. I'm Kiera. And I'm Jamie. And this episode, man, episode five, one of my favorite episodes in the entire series it gets so dark but before we jump into it let's take a break and let everyone catch up because remember this is a spoiler podcast we talk about the show so uh we're gonna let the dj play his music and uh we'll be back All right, so episode five. Oh my goodness, so much stuff uncovered. What was I just going to jump in? What was everyone's thoughts about the overall episode? Like, I absolutely loved it. It was great. I feel like it kind of makes uh, the first episode make sense a little bit more. So I'm excited now. Yeah, uh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did like that it um, it answered a whole bunch of questions about Spike's background, but gave you so many more questions <laughs> nah i guess right from the jump so i was excited <laughs> oh good <laughs> i i almost wish that this episode didn't happen until much much later 
Um, I like kind of the fun brightness of it. Uh, Jamie mentioned in the last episode that he liked how that it was kind of it was getting dark. And I feel like this episode is extremely dark. Um, and of course, there's I'm sure there's going to be other episodes. I, I mean, let's let's jump into the big meat and potatoes. Like one is vicious dead. Then why are you still alive? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I ah. Uh, uh. It was weird that everybody thought Spike was dead to me. Because they're yeah. just like, oh, I see a ghost. And I'm like, wait, y'all really thought this man was dead? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking, like, at the very end, like, you have that explosion that comes out of the church because Spike is apparently good at his job. <laughs> um, <laughs> For once. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think he's good at being, like, the muscle, but he's not very good at being a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's good at killing people. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, like, for me, a big thing that I noticed is the music changed in this episode. I don't oh. know if you guys noticed, but it's no yes. longer jazzy swing music. It is it's so more of your, good. like, low, slow, death-type music and, like, taking place in a church. All of that is, like, high symbolism, which I thought was really cool and really different from the other episodes. Mm-hmm. The um, so you've listened to the outro music, right? Mm-hmm. Da 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 da. Like, to me, you have two sides of Cowboy Bebop. You have the cowboy, which is you know when they play tank at the beginning, and then you have like the Bebop, which is like the the real. You know, that person, Spike, and and all of his stuff. And that's where, like, that outro is kind of, like, that feeling. And I feel like this this shows a very, like, I don't want to say, like, schizophrenic, but like a bipolar um, display of emotions that are generated in this anime as a whole. Um, we'll We'll notice more of that, of, like... It, it will get very, very light, very, very friendly, and then it will get extremely serious and extremely dark. And I, I think that's good to balance as long as you're prepared for it. Um, I think going into this episode, when it first starts and they're having this business meeting and then someone dies, you don't, you don't prepare. Like, you don't know what's happening until someone, you know, until uh, Mao mentions... If Spike were here, you wouldn't get away with this. If Spike were here, you would never have done this. Like, that just solidified the Spike was in the gang for me. Like, I know you're not supposed to be happy, but I just assumed he learned, like, all these skills from somewhere. And I'm like, he's in the gang. And he was like, oh, if Spike was here. And I was like, Spike was next in line for the gang. All right, I'm right. And and this like this is actually something that is is kind of present in today's culture too. So I want to ask this: um, the or the the main baddie here, vicious. He mentions that Mal was an a beast that lost his way. Um, that essentially this peace agreement, 
that they were having was a sign of the the culture dying the uh the organized gang coming to kind of its end its end runs and there's actually been a lot of talk about that in the news lately where a lot of yakuza and like early like the organized crime that that kind of proliferates like japanese culture and um japanese is known for like japan is known for um that's dying out um a lot of the organizations a lot of the bosses the honchos they are they are just leaving and then the the crackdown on weaponry i mean i think japan had like seven like gun crimes last year like the entire country had like seven reported nice. gun crimes. I mean, like we have like seven that hit the news a week. Yeah. <laughs> like they they have like seven in the entire country. Like that's it's it's so weird to see this culture. But I, I wonder, like we talk about what Watanabe always wants, and you know what he's trying to convey in the story. The last couple of episodes, it was like animal rights and now it's like this whole idea of like organized crime coming to an end and how it creates rifts in in the system and in the culture um what was everyone's thoughts about like this whole like i mean i know kira you're excited that he's a part of a gang but it's it wasn't like the like the sharks and the the jets it was like you know working for the yaka you know for like the yakuza and and like like our modern day, like our old time mafia. Like what were your thoughts about that kind of crime? Yeah. I mean, like when you put it in perspective of like relating it to things that happen in the world, just look at, I mean, what it's the end of April now. Right. And North and South Korea are getting ready to sign a peace treaty or they signed it yesterday. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And then you watching this episode and it's like, this is really a timeless thing, you know, like, even though there's no really animal rights activists going on right now in the world, you have like the difference between, at least in the U.S., like Black Lives Matter versus your neo-Nazis and things like that. So to me, like, I feel like this portion of the season is just really like timeless. Like he's just saying like these different things happen and they all tie together. Like history's always going to repeat itself. Um, so like just looking at that was pretty powerful, but then you have like this end of an air. So it's kind of like, oh, you're losing, quote unquote, that culture. Like Jay said, like, I know it's a bad culture to lose, but that's part of somebody's identity, you know? So it's kind of sad to see like, okay, so if these two big bosses die, like who who takes over? All of their henchmen died as well. So what does that mean for them? What does that mean for Spike? Because apparently he's very attached to that lifestyle and culture and everything might not admit it but it seems like he is i don't know i feel like maybe it's just the uh team dubs versus team subs i guess i do like watching cowboy bebop in english just because i think that was the very first way that i experienced cowboy bebop um but in the english dub they talk the the heads of the is it the red dragons and the white tigers yep. maui and rai and the other i don't think they explicitly mention his name um they talk about how it's a good thing that the um, that the two sides of the syndicate are sort of shaking hands and realizing that they're not against each other anymore. 
I can kind of see how that would make sense because if you know if you're in charge of a bunch of people and you know the people you're in charge of keep getting killed <laughs> you're going to want to basically stop that from happening aren't you either by taking them out or just by calling you know an end to it so I can kind of understand why they, why they are very happy about it and I feel like Vicious comes across as well I mean it's, it's his namesake isn't it he comes across as like I want to have a gun fight. I want to fight someone because I want to fight someone. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of anger there. Yeah, it's almost as if he doesn't want it to end. Yeah, and and that was that was my thought is there's there's two sides to crime. And I mean that's that's like any business. Like you know, one of the thing that I'm doing now is I'm starting a, a coaching and consulting scene business and like my goal is I want to help people. I also want to pay my mortgage. So it's like, you know, you have this, you have this dichotomy of like, I, I want to be as helpful as possible. I want to give as much information and be as helpful as I possibly can. But I have to think about the money side of it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are, there are going to be people in the space, especially like in, in this, where we're talking about organized crime. There are going to be people that just love the power of being, a boss of being, you know, a member of the red dragons, the white tigers, you know, and then you have the other people that are like, this is a business. This is a cash grab. And, and I think ultimately they would not agree to doing business together and, and, you know, kind of laying their guns down towards each other. If it weren't financially, if it didn't financially make sense to them. So I think in the end, like they're thinking we're going to make more money out of this, but then you have the people at the bottom that are just like, I'm losing a lot of power here because now I can't go out and show how aggressive I am towards these this other group. I mean, that's also true. But, I don't know, this is kind of like fast-forwarding a little bit. I'm wondering if, you know, they were kind of raised like, okay, I, I don't really know gang culture like that. You watch Gangland and they have like the Bloods and the Crips in the U.S. and how they used to take young black boys and kind of like, help them grow because they didn't have a father around or something. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if that was the same situation with Spike and Vicious. Like they were, you know, somebody came and took them under their wing. And as a result of them growing and having these resources, they just kind of fell into the lifestyle because that's what was there. Well, like if you remember, like when, when Spike goes out and talks to Anastasia, it's, it's like, Hey, you know, you were part of the family. Like, you were dead. You were not supposed to come back. That's the way that it works around here. Hey, thanks a lot for the warm welcome. <laughs> Why welcome the dead? It's all futile. But I'm alive. No, you're not. You died three years ago. That's how things work here. You see, like, they have these photos of, like, everybody together and enjoying it. Like, they were they were family. They weren't... Like, yeah, they all had a job, and there was definitely a rank and file that went with that, but they were family. Like, when... When Spike disappeared, they were like, you know, they said, Mal, Mal looked for you. Mal traveled. He went like all over. He sent people to try to find you. Like, yeah, because he knew you weren't dead. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just a matter of okay, well, one of my top guns is is dead now. Well, time to hire a new top gun. It was like, like it was almost like losing a son. And I think that that is why. I mean, he even mentions he's like, it's a it's a personal thing, you know. Like he's got. I love how like Jet just does not understand it. Um and, and they even mentioned like, hey, there's just part of there's just parts of our lives that we just won't talk about. 
we won't share with each other. And and then Faye comes in. She's like, well, what I missed. <laughs> I think that was a good thing to show as well, because up until now, we didn't really know the depth of Spike and Lee's relationship. Right. And now yeah. it's to the point where I'm not going to tell you this one thing because I don't want to talk about it. It's part of the past. I prefer to stay there. It's like, all right, well, you're not going to talk about yours. I'm not going to talk about mine. Mm. So you can see like the boundary of their relationship. And then, of course, Faye is just there and she's just there for the money. And she hasn't really observed it like she probably should have at this point. So she's just like, oh, well, they're just men being men, whatever. Yeah. And, and it's it's very weird to see because you would think that like this, this would be a rift. Like this would be something that hurts their relationship. But I think I think I said at one point, like in earlier episodes that Jet was kind of running the show and Spike was kind of the hired muscle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now there's this, this bond that's happening and it's Jet, Jet is kind of the logistics behind the scenes, you know, getting all the information, using his contacts, using his resources to keep things as legitimate as possible. Because, of course, like they talk about bounty hunters, they always work like outside of the law, not necessarily like against the law, but like outside of it. And then you have Spike, who is from an organized crime background, which is like normally we don't care. Like we don't care if, you know, if we shoot up your your bar, we, you know, I'm just trying to think like you think of like all the other organized crime people like in episode one, they're like shooting through town and. And running around and like doing crazy stuff. And even in episode two, the same thing. You've got like a blatant disregard for all human life outside of their own. And if Jet or if Spike comes from that background, I think it's not Jet necessarily saying like, hey, I'm I'm in, you know, in charge of you. It's like I'm I'm trying to look out for us. I'm trying to make sure that we don't get caught up in the system. Yeah, I can see that. But I guess one thing in this whole episode, like everything I thought was pretty connecting, right? But then Vicious is just like, basically he did all of this just to get Spike's attention. And so I'm like, I'm just like, why, why is that the case? Nobody else thought he was alive. So did you see him? Did you know also deep down in your gut he was alive? Why would you do all of this for his attention? Like he was just living his life as a half dead person. He was fine. I must have missed that because I feel like it made sense when, if you remember back in episode one, when he goes and talks to the the medicine man and the guy says, you know, death and, and all that. I mean, he says, I already died once. Like that, that made sense. That then made sense. Um, the thing that I didn't get was I, I must have just missed it where I think Vicious killed Mal. Because he felt like he had lost his way. Like, I think he was against this happening. But then the other thought behind that was, there's probably only one person in the world that can stop me from just taking over. Like, I, I think Vicious didn't have to go in and just slaughter Mao. He probably could have just held an uprising and taken over. And then, or just created his own gang out of it. I think he wanted... I think you're right. He did do that to bring Spike back if Spike was going to come back. Yeah, I think um, 
I think maybe the reason that it happened when it did was um, that that Vicious waited until there was a bounty on Mao's head to mm-hmm. make his move, because then he knew, he, he must have heard some rumours, oh, well, Spike is working as a bounty hunter, so if I wait until there's a bounty on Mao's head, and I know that Mao and Spike have this relationship, and like you say, you know, like you guys say, it's 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 backed up by the fact that he goes to see Anastasia, and, you know, and there's the whole scene, I think, I think Anastasia pulls out a drink and she and Spike says something like, isn't it bad for your health to drink it all at once? And she says, this one's for Mao. And he says, well, if it's for if Mao. If it's for Mao, then I'll drink it myself. You know, he's trying to pay, almost like he's paying his respects to Mao in that way. And so Vicious knew that if he attacked Mao when there was a bounty on his head, it would bring Spike in. Um, and, you know, Anastasia even says at one point, I'm sure she does, I'm, I'm sure she says, you know, this is a trap, you know, he wants to, he wants to bring you in, he wants to get you. Well, no, Jet, I think Jet said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, you're an idiot if you go in there, it's a trap. He's already dead, assassinated, internal politics, between rival crime syndicates, you understand? It's a trap. Yeah, I know, I know the whole sad story. And you're still going? <laughs> Yeah. It's like I know all about it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when that's when Jet says, Do you wanna know how I got my arm? I rushed in, you know. And when I shouldn't have done, I should have hung back and now I have this metal arm. Yep. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Speaking of rushing in, let's talk about how stupid Faye was. But Faye <laughs> is all about the money, right? Yes. So it was expected. What I didn't expect is for her to literally go through without, like, saying anything. And then when she called, I was right there with Jet. Like, oh, got yourself into trouble. (laughs) I kind of got myself caught. What? Yeah, they want you to come and pick me up. Either you show up at the place they specify, or my life is over. Oh, the arrival time is... Who asked you to go off on your own? Oh, come on now. We're comrades, right? You brought this on yourself, so deal with it yourself. We're busy. Bye. Yeah, got hemmed up. <laughs> Welcome to the lifestyle. <laughs> like I, I was I was utterly confused. But but then it's it's this weird relationship thing where it's like Faye could have literally just been like, well, he's dead and then just like left and like well he like we we told him he was gonna die well i guess but instead she actually calls in and says like hey jet like we need your help like please come and help him like he's going to die like if you don't help him that seems a little funny because um he got the wrong branch of the bonsai tree (laughs) yep (laughs) he was so mad he was like oh man i messed it up again i'm like again is this like his third tree or something? <laughs> <laughs> but I think also, um, I was gonna say the dynamic between Faye and the and Spike and Lee is starting to change. I think her staying was step one of that process, and now it's more of a mutual care um and honor among them. Like, hey, we kind of look out for you, you look out for us, but at this point, like we're just done fighting each other. For me, I think Faye has sort of like you say, she's she she's found her place in the team by this point. Because at the beginning of the episode, 
Well, not really, not right at the beginning, but the first scene on the Bebop, she comes walking in with a big, you know, collection of bags from shopping. So clearly they have worked together on some job that we haven't seen. And that sort of brought them together. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely sold on the idea that they are, they're not showing every bounty they collect because... Mm. So far, they have failed to collect everybody. <laughs> Yet they have money to go to these fancy restaurants yeah. and casinos. Well, no, I, I know with like the casino one, you're alluding to episode four. They were like, "We're about to get paid." Like, yeah, <laughs> definitely bad financial decisions. <laughs> the also a thing, um, just like connecting the dots. The flashback as Spike is falling out the window. It was so confusing. I. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually went back and watched the beginning of the first episode again. And I was like, okay, so now it's starting to make sense on how he died. Like, it gives a little bit of, like, backstory of how, I guess, he was raised, quote unquote. But then I'm still trying to figure out, he said he got killed by a woman once before. I don't see a woman in any of these flashbacks. So who killed him? I think I think it was the idea that once he was in his position, the fact that he was involved with um, his lady, it it was the reason that she that he almost died, and then and he had to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she winds up dying in the end. Like I think they yeah, that's what her. it looks like. Or I know they mention it. They they talk about like because I think they even say like, oh, where is she? Where's Victoria? And like. And that that's when shooting starts. Which, by the way, good shooting. It's so like it's different. I'm not used to this. I'm not. I'm used to like stormtrooper really shooting. Shot. Yeah. Well, like, and the thing is, like, Spike shoots people like three or four times. I'm just like, dang, Spike. Like, did you have to shoot him? Like, you see the guys like recoiling, like, like pow, 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 pow. And it's just like one would have been enough. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to make sure they were dead. I guess that's it. The fact that it takes place in a church, um, I've noticed that happens a lot in a lot of like movies and anime, because you know church, state, separation, whatever. But the music change with the church that surprised me. It wasn't even like quote unquote holy music. It was just like this kind of like impending doom type of music. Like you knew something was gonna happen. It was definitely like it set the scene and it set the mood. Um, and I love, I love Faye's like, yo, I got kidnapped. Someone come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the Japanese version, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, like hey, good English. Like, can, can uh, someone come and save me now? I know. I don't want to hear it. And then <laughs> Jet's like, no, you got yourself in trouble. And she's like, no, but please, for real, they'll kill me. <laughs> and then Spike's like, I'll be right there. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't agree with how reckless he was. Um, and I think that's also, you know, kind of why Faye fixed them up as well. Like, not only do they have this new bond, but it's like he put his life on a line. 
don't nobody knows why completely. It was completely reckless. He, he even said, "Like, don't worry, it's not to save you." <laughs> like, right? He's like, "I have my own agenda." Yeah, but it was um, definitely one of those. I don't know. It's just one of those episodes where, like, the fights were good. I mean, don't take a sword to a gunfight unless you're vicious, I guess. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but still, like, what, the bird. Oh, the, the freaking... Oh, I hate that bird. hate that bird with a passion. <laughs> um, but still. But yeah, every, I mean, everyone everyone seemed to have really enjoyed that episode. And, and I mean, I don't have any even anything to say about it. Like, yeah, he blows up the church. Like, or he drops a grenade in it and... I mean, we don't know if Vicious is alive or dead, which, I mean, I think he's still alive because we're only in episode five, but. <laughs> I think he's dead just because, I mean, what, you got 10 seconds after you pull the pin out of a grenade and let go? Uh, less less than that. <laughs> <laughs> less than that. So I'm like, by yeah, the time he realized, he should have been, should have been gone. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that, I think he definitely didn't come out like unscathed, but. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Um, I think, I think we'll see him again later in the story. Uh, but I think here we will begin to see a different attitude amongst the team. Uh, and then also, um, was it not funny that he that told her she Spike, couldn't sing? Just like that. Sing for me, please. You sing off key. (laughs) 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 That was so well done. He was bold. He was bold. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> so well done, that whole. Come over here, come over here. I need to tell you something. I'm going to whisper it. You sing off key. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Is that what they say in the English dubs? Because, like, mm-hmm. in Japanese, it just says tone deaf. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's way worse. <laughs> wow. It's just like, she's like, oh, you're back, you're back. You slept way too long. Oh, you're tone deaf. <laughs> and Lee just walks out and he's just like, yep, those two. Back yeah, to cooking. This is, the, this is my life now. Back to, uh, <laughs> back to beef and mushrooms. <laughs> Bell peppers and beef with no beef. Bell peppers and beef. <laughs> oh, I will say, I finally, like, really paid attention to the beginning. Um, So now I know that there's going to be another person joining the team. Because three of them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to maybe the next episode, next two episodes. Oh man! Really telling me who the fourth person is because now that I've paid attention, like I know, and now this is like a turning point episode. So I'm excited for it to e- get better and even more dots start connecting. My favorite character. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we wanted we wanted to shout out a couple of things before we wrap up. All in all, this has been a really fun podcast we enjoyed doing it um and actually we've been doing a lot more with it so if you go to devataku.com 
There are uh, a few blog posts that we've put out, some of our favorite animes, and we want to hear from you too. So uh, there's a few ways you can do that. You can uh, just reach out to us um, on in comment on any of these episodes. Uh, the comments are open, I believe. Um, or if you want to help support Devotaku and keep it running, just head over to our website, click on the Patreon link at the top, and uh, consider donating like a dollar a month. It, it doesn't take much. Um, but if enough people do it, we can be fully funded. And once we reach our fully funded goal, we're going to open up a Facebook group for all the Devotaku listeners. And again, this is for developers and, and people who are just busy with life. And this is a way for you to to have that kind of break area where you can go relax and enjoy you know, some of the favorite things that you, you've been doing. Um, I think one of the first things that we're going to do is uh, I'm going to be putting out a blog post, my wife and I. Um, by the way, my wife is pregnant. Um, so we were watching, Ooh. yeah, first kid, super excited about that. Um, but we were watching Rampa, the anime, and like y- you just forget how dark stuff is. Like you remember it being dark, and then when you watch it again, you're like, I don't know if I can watch this anymore now that I'm going to be a dad. Like this, this like melts my mind a little bit. Um, so, so I'll be talking more about that and, and some other things we're going to be sharing some top five stuff and all of that can be found at devotaku.com. Um, before we wrap up, everybody, please let them know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So I'm, uh, Kiera the dev on Instagram. Kiera is K E H E I R A. The is T-H-A. Um, and you can also check out my website at kiera.com since I'm doing a little bit more writing and stuff like that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at dot net core blog. Uh, so that's D-O-T-N-E-T-C-O-R-E-B-L-O-G. Um, that I've got links to all of the stuff that I do on there. And of course, you can follow me at KJAY Miller, or you can check out my website, ProductiveDevelopers.com. And also, if you want to watch along with us, I know we're only five episodes in. There's still like a good, like we're like a fifth of the way through the show. There's plenty more to check up on, um, not to mention a movie that uh, might be one of our stretch goals later on. But if you want to get any of that information, when you go to our show notes, click those links at the bottom. Um, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but we do get a little bit back that will help go towards keeping the show running and, of course, server costs and all those things. But that's going to be it for this episode. I am really looking forward to the next episode. And again, this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Um, but it's all up from here and we're going to keep on going. This is the second week they did not do a roundup or, or a hot shot. Um, so I am a little frustrated, but I'm sure (laughs) one will come back in the next one, but amigos, we'll see you later. Space Cowboys. Take care. See you. See you.